ladies and gentlemen, non-binary folks, welcome back to Notes for Later. I am so sorry for this huge delay in the second episode. To be honest, I have no valid excuse or any good explanation whatsoever as to why it took me so long to publish this episode. But just so you know, I've been very distracted. I have to get ready to go back to uni because I've been on a gap year for the last year. And my classes start on like mid-August. So I have to get back to, you know, getting my visa ready, etc. So that took some of my attention. But I also had like um, a lot of plans with my friends. I had to go on trips, etc. So I was very distracted, to be honest. And I didn't want the podcast to be a source of stress for me because I try to like really be in the moment and I don't want the podcast to be something that I have to do regularly with a plan, etc. It might become that when I start classes again, but for now I just go with the flow and try to be as spontaneous about it as I can. Oh, just so you know, I've pre-recorded like two or three episodes that I've kept Um, on my laptop in case I wanted to publish something and I didn't have the time to record anything on the spot. But the thing is, when people started DMing me about the second episode saying, oh, when's the second episode? We've been waiting for so long, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was like, okay, so I'll just publish something that I've pre-recorded already. But then I was like, no, because what means the most to me about Notes for Later is that it's authentic and very true. And I don't want to like, um, I want my everything I record to not be taught, to be like, I don't know how to say this, something that's like going on right now in my life, you know, something that I feel and think of in the moment that I record. I don't want to like sit down and think about things and then make a script and then record them and keep them for, for later. That's not how I want it to work. So I waited to um, really feel what I say in my podcast for me to decide to finally work on the second episode. So yeah. You guys, before anything, do you hear this sound? Do you hear it? It's the sound of the best drink I've ever made. Um, There's this thing about me. I love cooking and I also love making lattes. When I was in uni, I loved cooking and making lattes. And I would make, very humbly, the best coffees ever. Um, I would make my friends coffee. I just love making coffee. And honestly, I preferred my coffees to the ones in the local coffee shops back in my city. I'm sorry, I had to take a sip. I can imagine that was not the best thing to hear. And I'm not going to edit it out, but yeah. (laughs) This, okay, I'm going to give you the recipe as an apology for not publishing the episode earlier. It's salted caramel sauce with um, soy vanilla milk. I think it's vanilla soy milk. It's all pro or something with, okay, wait for it, instant coffee. So I never drink instant coffee. I've never bought instant coffee in my life and I never appreciated it as a coffee 
as a type of coffee to drink. But my coffee machine is broken at home. And until we fix it, there's another one that like makes awful coffee. I don't like it. I don't use it. And so I just had to make instant coffee. I mix it with water, whatever. And then I added it to the ice with the caramel, salted caramel sauce and the soy, vanilla soy milk thing. It's amazing, you guys. Like, the, it's really good. I don't think it's very strong, but it's definitely amazing. And salted caramel is, mm, yeah, it's just like a whole other level, level of taste. And it really gets me going. If this episode turns out to be great, it's thanks to this drink. One last thing that I want to get into before actually starting to talk about the today's episode is that I wanted to thank you guys. I want to thank you for your feedback, your reviews, your texts on Instagram, your DMs about what you thought of the first episode. It really touched me because um, obviously it's the first episode of the podcast, the first real work that I've put into the podcast and also because the topic is a deeply personal one and recording it was very emotional for me and so yeah thank you guys now let's get into the topic of the episode a question that i've always asked myself is do i really need to be happy okay i know it sounds weird and very pessimistic from a first impression that it may give but hear me out we um grow up thinking that happiness is the ultimate goal and we live life with this idea that being happy is what you should try to accomplish in life and that whatever you do be it your personal life your relationship your hobbies your job your I don't know what you do in the morning, anything you do in your life, be it in a very large scale like career prospects or a marriage or kids to like very small things like how you drink your coffee in the morning, anything is meant for your happiness. This idea is wildly advertised and as someone who has struggled with mental health issues with depression from a very young age from the age of 13 you feel very marginalized because everything that you go through does not result in any instant or later happiness and it makes you feel like you're never gonna be happy and you're never gonna be able to be happy and this is something that mentally challenged people deal with i know that a lot of my friends who have struggles with mental health have this idea that i'm never going to be happy it's so hard to be happy how can i be happy and so the hardship that comes with trying to be happy only puts more pressure on a i'm really like using this word very carefully unhappy people 
So, you know, you feel like a failure because you're not you you're not able to accomplish the goal of happiness. So lately I've been thinking and I talked to a lot of friends of mine about this. Do we really need to be happy? Um this podcast is not going to be any kind of propaganda as to why happiness is over is overrated. Don't get me wrong. Happiness is amazing. Endorphins are amazing. Happy hormones are very good. But the goal of this is to really help you guys have a different point of view and change the idea that I'm only sharing what I think. I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a philosopher. This is just what I think and what helps me deal with my everyday emotions and mental situations. The idea behind this episode is to explore if we can be other things than happy and if the goal in life is really to be happy. So yeah. When you look up on Google the meaning of happiness, you find that Britannica defines it as a state of emotional well-being that a person experiences either in a narrow sense when good things happen in a specific moment or more broadly as a positive evaluation of one's life and accomplishments overall that is subjective well-being it says also that happiness can be distinguished both from negative emotions such as sadness fear and anger and also from other positive emotions such as affection excitement and interest This emotion often co-occurs with a specific facial expression, the smile. This is a very good definition and I chose to use it um because it gives a lot of keywords as to my reasoning that I'm going to get into. It says that um it's a positive evaluation of one's life and accomplishments. So here happiness is directly linked to what you accomplish in your life to what you create what you do what you tick in your little to-do list in your bucket list of goals in your life and obviously when we talk about accomplishments there's society's opinion and social standards as to what a good accomplishment is as to what you've accomplished and if it should make you happy As I said earlier, we grew up hearing that for example, being poor is not going to make you happy. You need to have a good job to have a stable um to have a stable financial situation in order to be happy because that will ease you off, that will not bring you more worries and the less you worry, the happier you are. Obviously, money does not accomplish happiness. You can be sad and rich that does not mean anything but what i mean is the less you have to worry about in your life the more luck you have to get happy so there are a list of things that can make you conventionally happy right marriage makes people happy because they are they don't have to worry 
anymore about finding someone, about worrying if someone likes them or not, about worrying if, because it's a sacred link of marriage, whatever. People might have different opinions on that. This is just what's like conventionally um, thought in my culture. It's like a way to settle down. You have less worries. You're not unstable going through relationships, etc., etc. Kids bring so much joy in your life because they make you happy. You have this whole new responsibility of being a parent. You can convey values, etc. Um, we're also encouraged to pursue careers that are going to make us happy. This is something that's going to be the core of my discourse on happiness today. And you're going to see why. <sighs> Guys, I just had to pause to have a sip of this amazing coffee. It's I'm going to have a sip again. It's literally so good. Is it just me or do metal straws really bring out bring out the flavor in your iced coffee i don't know how it works but really i feel like drinking from a plastic or a paper straw is not does not hit the same as from a metal straw or a glass straw glass and metal straws are definitely superior anyways oh also talking about straws i'd love to like try those edible ones that are made of like biscuit I don't know, I've seen them on TikTok. I think it was in Japan or something. <laughs> I would die to try those, but I don't think... I think it would melt, like, with the drink. I don't know. People have probably thought of that and made it not melt. This is a very stupid discussion that we're having right now. But yeah, anyway. What really bothers me the most about this idea that you need to choose a career that you love and that will make you happy is that it's not sincere at all. The ultimate goal behind that is not for you to be happy. It's not for you to have this release of endorphins during 45 years of working until retirement. I don't think that's the goal behind the idea of like being happy. Obviously, it's always better to like, you know, choose a job or a career that will make you want to wake up in the morning and have the slightest bit of enjoyment out of it, but I, I definitely think that's better than being in a job that sucks and that you hate it, that you don't want to go to, and the very mere idea of it makes you want to throw up. It's definitely better. However, my Marxist left itself thinks that... I'm going to bring capitalism and leftism into... All this because honestly I think that it's the core of every single conversation you can ever have in today's age the idea of choosing a job that will make you happy is simply going to make you more productive at that job this is something that's like very evident to people in business and to businessmen and people who manage groups because you know, in big companies and big um, industri industrial complexes, they tend to, like, offer their workers a lot more advantages and a lot more comfortable work situations for them to 
make them happier and more at ease at work and therefore produce more. They do not care about your well-being and they do not care about your mental health, but they care about it when it affects your productivity. So obviously you need to be happy. You need to, in Google, for example, I think everyone has saw those videos, has seen, sorry, has seen those videos. That's the thing, when you're not, a native speaker and you try to English is literally my third language and I'm over here trying to do like a whole podcast in English so bear with me anyways I think everyone has seen those YouTube videos about Google companies and stuff like that where they would like put up video games and um, general game rooms for their employees to go and chill at and they would have like this michelin star restaurant in their cafeteria whatever for their workers to like you know have a better better work conditions in general it's meant for the workers to be more productive yay but i feel like this idea that's very encouraged when you go to in high school when you go see your um guidance counselor they would be like you need to choose a career that you love etc etc yes but why I definitely believe that capitalism makes us um, sort of, I don't want to use any harsh words, but it, it manipulates us in a way to think that having a career that we love, having a career that I love is for me, but it's definitely serving the capitalist purpose before and before anything else. Now you will tell me, is it a problem? If the system is good and I am good and everyone is happy, then what's the issue? The issue, the, the issue, oh my God, I'm being so, I think the coffee is making me very <laughs> shaky. And so I cannot speak straight, but I'm doing my best. I think the main issue with this is that It says here in the definition that it's a specific happiness is related to a specific moment. And when you project those ambitions of happiness in a career, which is something that lasts more in the long term, it does not really work because you end up getting bored of it. And so you're like, oh, this job does not make me happy anymore. I think it's the same thing for a marriage or for anything that's like long term. If you project the goal of or the ambition of being happy in a project, it will not last because happiness is an emotion. It's ephemeral by nature and by definition. And it will definitely not be what will fuel your pursuit of that project. Because one day, those hormones will not be released again. What you're left with is your dedication, uh, in the case of a career, if the career inspires you, your values, etc. In the case of a marriage, it could be the trust you have in each other, etc., etc. Because it, you will not always be happy, either be in your career, with your kids, your marriage. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I don't have a job. I'm not married. I don't have kids. But, you know, those are just the cliche big things that you have to accomplish in your life. I mean, you have to. It's just like conventionally you have to do in your life.
another sip of this amazing coffee. So yeah, I believe that one day those hormones will not be released anymore and you're going to be left with the core things. As I said, in a job, it could be your values, your projects, what it means to you, etc. And it's not if it makes you happy or not. In a marriage, same thing. It's the trust the bond that you built with the person, with your partner, etc., etc. So yeah, I, in these cases, happiness can fade away and will definitely fade away. Another thing is this pressure to be happy and to accomplish happiness can take a very hard toll on mental health. I mentioned earlier that I've struggled with depression ever since I was 13. And um, distinguishing happiness as a goal and other emotions as just emotions is kind of fucked up in the sense that it makes you feel like anything else you may feel other than happiness is not normal. And so it accentuates depression. I know that I have some friends who are not necessarily unhappy with their lives. But just because they're not excited and they're not screaming with joy in their daily lives, they go see a psychiatrist or a therapist and they end up with diagnosed depression. Now, I'm not like rewriting the SM book or trying to like give any medical opinion opinion here I'm sorry I that's not the goal here I'm just trying to like you know explore what I think and share it with you guys I believe that if we did not have so much pressure about being happy and just consider happiness as a mere emotion like anger sadness or simply boredom life would be much easier and some people who are not depressed, do not have to go and like take these medications and which end up by the way profiting the capitalist system in a way if you think about it. By making happiness a goal, it makes everything else that's not happy abnormal and so you need to treat it in order to be happy. By the way you guys I've recently seen a flyer for a drug that's antidepressants. And it literally said in French, this will help you uh, grow the hope back or something like that. And it was like all about, you know, oh, the way to get happy again, the way to find happiness again, etc, etc. It was really, I don't know about you guys, but it really shocked me because they advertise drugs as a miracle solution and it's definitely not. But yeah, I'm in a third world country and obviously things are not as advanced, but I hope people like pay more attention to these micro details in the future. So as I was saying, um, the problem with marginalizing one feeling and putting it on a pedestal will 
result in automatically classifying any other negative, especially the negative feelings, as bad and abnormal. And so you need to get treated in order to deal with that. The very big idea and also the last thing that I really want to say and share about this topic is that I think that the goal in life is not to be happy. At the end of the day, it's a very hard thing to accomplish. And so life, I think, would be much easier if we took out that pressure. Here's the deal. I think that if the goal in life were, was for us to be happy, primarily, it would not be called life. Life comes with its ups and downs, with this with its very negative emotions and its very positive ones, with its boredom and its stillness. And it's meant to be appreciated every step of the way. If you feel happy, it's something that you need to appreciate. And if you feel unhappy, it's also something that's worth appreciating. Because life is for me above anything else a human experience and the goal is to experience a human life with all of its emotions and complex feelings that come our way and really feel them and process them and not rush through them and try to get rid of them in order to just you know find the quickest way to be happier and you know find endorphins or whatever it's really what helped me cope with very challenging mental episodes is this idea that everything I experience is worth it and especially equally worth it either it makes me happy angry stressed or whatever It's because I'm a human being. I'm not a happy machine. I'm not a teddy bear, whatever. I am meant to experience everything. I am meant to feel with all my heart and soul. I am meant to take my body through every possible state. And that's, I think, way more fulfilling than just happy living a happy life so that's what i'm pursuing in my 20s a fulfilled life where i will get to experience tears shouting anger laughing and happiness joy stress whatever <laughs> i want the full experience i want the vip access to life and Honestly, when I switched to this mindset, my life has gone has become so much easier. And my therapy has been very much more effective and everything has become more natural to me. And I think that's the key. The key is to live as closely to your human nature and to nurture that humanity inside of you by experiencing everything that comes your way so yeah 
this is a quite a shorter episode than the last one and I think I'm gonna keep doing things in this format because it's lighter and it conveys the message that I want to share with you guys so tell me what you think about it in the comments or dm me on instagram um i would love to have your feedback also i wanted to add a little something to my episodes i was thinking that every with every episode i would give a book recommendation that way it would you know motivate me to read more and um i've talked to this person who dm me on instagram and we talked about my podcast And she was like, um, I would love to like hear more of this random content, like find more um, outlets and more platforms with like random spontaneous content. And I was like, hey, I read a lot of books that like convey this vibe. And so I recommended a book that I've been reading lately. Um, and I thought, you know, if... This person, this person thinks that, that maybe it would be a good idea for me to share, I don't know, movies, books, anything that's like very light to read, very relatable and can just be a very good source of entertainment. So in this episode, I recommend the book Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. for listening to notes for later please follow us on instagram and make sure to click the follow button on spotify or apple Podcasts in order to not miss the next episode